This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Love a good deal? Sail into the season at Banana Republic Factory's Mega Labor Day Sale. Entire store 50 to 70% off. Dresses from $19.99. Polos from $16.99. Find your nearest store or shop online only at Banana Republic Factory. You are listening to On the Daily, the Rotoviz Daily Fantasy Sports Podcast, powered by Rotoviz Radio. Hey everyone, welcome to the Wednesday, December 20th, 2017 NBA edition of On the Daily, brought to you by Rotoviz Radio. I'm Matt LaMarca, who you can find on Twitter at Matt LaMarca, and I'm joined tonight by Vince Long, who you can find on Twitter at WakeWorkWake. Vince, what's going on, man? Oh man, just uh, coming off of a really, really bad night of Daily Fantasy and uh, ready to give some... uh... Some some recommendations based on best based on that. Good luck, guys. Well, yeah, that would mean that you're due, right? Yeah, I, I'm. Uh, the regression's about to hit for sure. So we're gonna do things a little bit differently today. Wednesday is a massive 12 game slate, so instead of going game by game, because we would literally be doing this for like two hours. Love a good deal? Sail into the season at Banana Republic Factory's Mega Labor Day Sale. Entire store 50 to 70% off. Dresses from $19.99. Polos from $16.99. Find your nearest store or shop online only at Banana Republic Factory. We're going to just go sort of position by position, hit on uh, players at different price points, and then maybe just talk a little bit overall sort of uh, slate dynamics. So before we do that, let's start by just talking about a few of the key games on the slate. Uh, now, granted, there's a lot of injury information that we're, that's pending, so uh, not a lot of these games have totals at the moment. But some of the bigger ones that are posted, we have Toronto favored by one in Charlotte. That's a 220-point total. Uh, the Pacers favored by four and a half in Atlanta, 213.5 total. Biggest total of the night. Uh, no surprise, Lakers at Houston, 225-point total, but the Rockets are massive favorites. They're 14-point favorites at home. Uh, Minnesota in Denver, Denver favored by 2.5, is a 216-point total. And uh, this game has no total, but Phoenix at the Clippers, you know when Phoenix is, is involved, you're going to have a pretty big uh, number there. So those were the games that that stood out to me. Anything else that sort of uh, piques your interest? Um, not necessarily for pace or total, but Sacramento Brooklyn's probably going to be the value outlet. Yeah, um, I was I was going to bring them up as well. Yeah, it's definitely a game that's going to be on the the DFS radar for sure. Um, yeah, no, I mean I, I agree with the list you have there. Um, I'm really 
curious to see what the spread's going to be on Phoenix LA because I feel like that could be a very competitive game, full of value as well. So right, both of those that, teams suck at this point. So. Yeah, they're they're it's just miserable for both of them. So like that's that's one of those ones that a lot of people is going to target, and it's the late night hammer, which is my favorite thing in the world. <laughs> right, we know you love that. <laughs> um, but yeah, I was going to say the Sacramento Brooklyn, particularly the Sacramento side. Yeah, I love course. teams that are slow that get pace up spots. And, you know, they, they could be potentially shorthanded. I did see that George Hill was likely to play tomorrow. So if De- De'Aaron Fox sits, uh, he left today's game injured. You know, that doesn't that doesn't leave them as shorthanded as they could be. But yeah. still think that that's a good place to look for some value. I'm going to call it now and we'll talk about it later. But I feel like this could be like a Zach Randolph rest spot after all the minutes he's been playing on a back-to-back. Like, they're not afraid to sit him down. That's definitely so. possible. Yeah. Definitely possible. I feel um, like that's what Georgia was it was it what was his injury or was they it just were a rest? Calling night? it an illness, but okay. I, I would you know I think it's like illness slash rest. Yeah, illness slash we're on a back to back. So <laughs> right. Uh, so some other key injuries: Draymond Green is questionable with a shoulder injury. the The Warriors actually have a few injuries, but that's really the only one that matters at this point. Steph Curry's still out. Um, for the Spurs, Kawhi Leonard and Tony Parker are going to rest. Danny Green and Kyle Anderson, both probable. Uh, the Jazz could be pretty shorthanded. They're obviously already down um, Joe, I almost said Joel Embiid, uh, Rudy Gobert, and Donovan Mitchell and Derek Favors are both questionable here. Gary Harris is questionable for the Nuggets. Emmanuel Moutier, doubtful. Uh, KCP and Brooke Lopez, both out for the Lakers. Evan Fournier is doubtful for the Magic. Aaron Gordon already ruled out. Serge Ibaka questionable for Toronto. Avery Bradley out for Detroit. Steven Adams questionable for OKC. Uh, Lou Williams probable for the Clippers. Wesley Johnson already out. And then Dennis Smith Jr. is questionable for the Mavericks. So definitely a lot of things to keep our, our eye on here. These are a lot of guys who have had some some DFS value this season and could obviously open up some some key uh, roles here on their respective teams. All right, before we get on to the actual positions, I want to just mention the Rotoviz NBA Pass. Uh, with the pass, you get access to all the content at Rotoviz this season. Uh, and listeners to the podcast can get a 30% discount through the podcast homepage. That's rotoviz.com slash NBA podcast. All right, so let's start with the point guard position. Uh, we'll start with some of the higher priced options. Personally, I didn't see a guy that really like stood out for me as somebody that I wanted to, you know, pay all the way up for. I mean, obviously Russ is always in play, but like I just don't feel like this is the slate that you need him. Um, I the first guy that jumped out to me was Chris Paul. Um, it's the Lakers. Uh, the Lakers have been more competitive. I know Houston's been blowing people out of the water lately. But like it's eventually got to come back down to earth. So maybe this game stays competitive. Chris Paul has been a monster along with James Harden. So I think both of them are in play right now. But I mean, after that, it kind of gets down to the, the the high sevens, low eights is where I'm really going to start building my lineups. Yeah, I mean, Westbrook for sure has been like a usage monster recently. Like the the three headed you know experiment in OKC is over. It's back yeah. to just Westbrook doing him. He had a usage rate of over 45% in his last in- game against Denver. That's insane. Yeah, just absolutely crazy. So uh, he's going to end up leading the league in usage again. I feel like I'm, uh, that's a pretty safe bet. 
you know, based on how he's been dominating the ball recently. But normally we see players, you know, get a little bit of a price reduction for this matchup with the Jazz. But Westbrook's salary actually went up from his last matchup. Now, granted, he scored 65 DK points, so that might be warranted. But I just don't feel comfortable, I think, paying, you know, 11-4 for a guy against the Jazz, even though we've seen Westbrook shred this team before. Yeah, I mean, through two games right now versus Utah, he's averaging 57 DK points. I mean, that's fine for cash, but like you can get similar production for much, much less on this slate. It's, I mean, there are 12 games to choose from. Like, I just feel like Russ is a GPP guy for me at best, and that's probably the only time I'll actually get some exposure to him. Right, and then Chris Paul, like I've, I've really enjoyed playing him recently. Um, he's just been like a free square on DraftKings for like the past week or two. But, but now that he's up, up to 9,800, you know, yeah. so now it's like we need 50 plus from him, which he's been doing on a pretty regular basis. And it's a wonderful matchup against the Lakers. But again, I just think that there might be other places where I'm looking to spend my money on this slate. Yeah, I agree with you there for sure. I mean, he's he's got the upside along with Harden. I think I'd rather play Harden in this matchup. But uh, yeah, I mean, they're both in play for me, but like... I think both of us are going towards this next little tier is where we're going to be taking most of our guys from, if not dirt cheap guys. Right. All right. So let's move down a little bit. Who who do you like there? Lillard is really, really intriguing in this spot for me. Um, but at the exact same time, you can get Lou Williams against Phoenix for like a grand less on DraftKings. And uh, <laughs> that sounds way more appealing to me because like we mentioned before, like this game could be fantasy gold and, you know, the Clippers are struggling quite a bit right now. Um, it, on FanDuel, the, the the shooting guard spot, which is always one that it can offer some, but it, it's always nice to just plug in a safe guy like this. So Lou Williams is probably going to be the guy in that range if I if I attack it. But Dunn is really interesting. Kemba is really interesting. Like there, there's guys that all offer 50 fantasy point upside in this range. Yeah, I'm going to go down. I, I really like Lou Williams. I mean, quite a bit. Like, yeah usage machine without all these guys that have been hurt for the Clippers and, you know, Phoenix, wonderful matchup. So uh, I like that play a lot. Um, I kind of am digging Lonzo Ball, who I know is, was your guy earlier in the season. Uh, he's waking up a little bit here, <clears throat> starting to shoot the ball somewhat competently, which I think is, you know, not exactly unexpected. You know, he wasn't like a bricklayer in college. And he's playing all the minutes he can handle, and you know he's going to give you the peripheral statistics. So I think at 6,700, he's got a pretty safe floor, you know, just off of what he does with the steals, assists, and rebounds. And then if it's a night where he's actually making his jump shot, I think he's got, you know, pretty solid upside as well. Yeah. I've been riding the Lonzo train recently um, and especially falling into the Golden State game from two days ago. Um, he he looks confident in what he's doing, which I think is is, is huge. Like we, we talk about the guys having like the swagger. Like I feel like he's finally realizing like, hey, like I'm I'm a, I'm a basketball player for a living. Like I got to <laughs> I got to step my game up. I got to be confident when I step on the court and like it's showing for him the shooting, whatever. Like I, I feel like he needs to stick to to at the cup and behind the arc. That's what he needs to keep doing. No mid range, anything. Um, well, behind the, the arc would be a big improvement from what he did early in the year. You know, he was like sub 30% from three point range for the first month of the season, basically. Yeah. And I mean like that, that's just, it's going to do 
wonders for him as a facilitator because it's going to space the floor a lot more. And I, I just think at this price point, this is basically Rondo from what it was like a week ago, a week and a half ago when they played Houston. He was basically at the same price point, kind of catching on, you know, after the injury or whatever. No Anthony Davis. This one's got no KCP. Um, can't travel with the team for the next month, which what, what was that? A DUI or something? What happened there? Ah, uh, putting me on the spot. I honestly I think I think it's a DUI. But uh, yeah, so I mean, no, no KCP. I just think this is a really, really good spot for Lonzo. The Lonzo Ball Spencer Dinwiddie range is going to win somebody some money. Yeah, I mean, for sure. Like, I think Lonzo has a huge ceiling in you know what should be the fastest paced game of the night. Obviously, yeah. the Lakers have to keep it close. But uh, as long as they do, I think Lonzo's going to play you know close to forty minutes, and uh, I just really like that price point on him. Definitely. All right. Uh, let's move down a little further. You got anybody else for me? Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's an interesting range. I think we need some, we need some injury news, obviously. Um, you know, you know Tyler I Johnson. Know. I mean, I know you're going to bring up Murray, so I'm not even going to bring up his <laughs> name, but he's definitely on the list. Um, I'm going to let you talk about him though. But I think that Tyler Johnson, you know, given uh, Drogic, uh, that that news is going to become really popular because the other night when they played Atlanta, I mean, he was what forty percent owned. So even on a twelve game twelve game slate, we're we're going to see some ownership if we get that news. Yeah, I did see Dragic said that he was going to try and play. So uh, I would I would probably list him as probable more than okay. questionable. I didn't see that, so I appreciate that. Yeah, no worries. Um, but yeah, I think that this this five k like range and even lower is really good on this slate. Really intriguing. Yeah. I mean, you, you know I love Jamal Murray. Um, you kind of made fun of me last week. and he I, played went out, him. I played him that night. And he went out and dropped a 53-and-a-half burger at one Gary Harris did as well, though. Gary Harris did as well. They, both, as they well. both smashed that night. Um, so there's no way I'm not playing Murray if Harris is out and Moutier is out. Yeah. I mean, even if just one of the two is out, I'm going to play him uh, against Minnesota, who's been – you know, terrible defensively all season. So every time I'm making a list for point guards, it's who's playing Minnesota and they fall on that list like yeah. instantly point guard so, that plays Minnesota. I'm, I'm in a hundred percent on Jamal Murray, uh, really regardless of who's in or out. But if there's some injury value, like, yeah, give me all the Murray. That game is so appealing too. Yeah, definitely. I mean, low spread, big total. That's, that's exactly what we're looking for here. Yeah. Stack it up. Uh, I, I'm, we mentioned George Hill earlier in the slate. If, if he's going to play and De'Aaron Fox is out, I think Hill actually is, is pretty intriguing at 4,800 as well. Fantastic play. You know, great spot against Brooklyn. He's been a little bit more aggressive recently. Uh, usage rate of over 20% in three of his last four games. So, uh, you know, if he's going to continue to sort of use possessions at a little bit higher rate than what we've seen from him early in the season... And I figure he'll play 30-plus minutes, you know, coming off of a day of rest. I think that he could easily return value, you know, in a plus matchup. Definitely. Um, he's he's kind of the, the low range. If crazy news comes out that he doesn't play, which I don't see it coming, or just as a backup cheaper player, are you interested in Frank Mason at all? My gut says yes, but, okay. you know, I, looking at the box score from tonight, Fox— He had like 15. He didn't do anything else, though. Fox played 11 minutes— you know, Hill obviously didn't play, and Mason still only saw 22 minutes. Yeah. So, you okay. know, they played Buddy Heald more. Um, 
they played Garrett Temple a little bit more at the point guard position. So I don't think it would be like a smash lock that, you know, Frank Mason. That he sees 32 minutes. Exactly. Yes. Yeah, I get that. All right. uh, Any other point guards we want to touch on? No, I think that's the list for me. Um, I I, I kind of brushed over him. Chris Dunn is a fantastic play on this slate. I don't even care about the price. Yeah. I just want to I just want to mention him again. I'm definitely a little scared of the price, but it's like it's Orlando. Yeah, it's, it's Orlando, Orlando and it's Chris Dunn, a guy that can, I mean, God, he can fill up a stat sheet. Like, it's impressive what he can do. Yep, and 7200 on DraftKings is still, you know, a relative bargain compared to what he is on FanDuel where he's 7900 So, yeah, uh, yeah I mean, I, I definitely see the logic behind the play. All right, let's uh, flip over to shooting guard. You kind of touched on James Harden. We both, I, I'm with you that I would rather play Harden at 11K than Chris Paul at 9,800. So yeah. do you think I, okay. like, like as far as the slate dynamics, like we haven't touched on all the positions yet, like is hard, should Harden be considered like the top stud to pay up for? Um, depending on what your stud range is. Uh, yeah. Anybody that's double digits or higher for me, I feel like he's number one for me. Okay. If that, if that's the way we're looking at it. But is he the only one that's double digits? Okay, we got Westbrook and uh, Durant. And Durant. I, I forgot about Durant, yeah. But yeah, no, Harden's still number one for me. I mean, Westbrook versus Harden for you. What? Who are you playing if you pick one of them? Uh, I would take Harden. Okay. I would take it's Harden close, at 11. Though. It's close. The only, the only reason I hesitated is that I think Harden has, you know, the higher ownership by a pretty significant amount. That's a good point. You know, Harden at 11K versus the Lakers versus Russ at 11-4 against the Jazz. So what you're saying is everybody's playing Harden. Harden Cash, Westbrook, GPP. Yeah, I could. I yes, I agree with that actually pretty pretty strongly. Okay. Yeah, I have no problem with that whatsoever. That being said, I I prefer Victor Oladipo to both of them. Yeah, man, go on. I I I agree with you. So go ahead and uh, get your Victor Oladipo love in. Uh, he's just he's just like a completely new player in Indiana. Like he's in tremendous shape. Um, He continues to shoot the ball at a ridiculous rate. He's going to regress there, but he does so many other things that he can still hit value. Even if he does have a somewhat off night offensively. And while he's not facing Orlando, he's facing Atlanta, which is almost just as good. Yeah, it's very similar. <laughs> it's almost just as good. He's going to play the you know the point guard essentially for them. Uh, I just think it's an it's an awesome spot for him. All right, I agree with you completely. But give me Jimmy Butler for four hundred less against Denver. Fair point. Do, do you disagree with that? I, I do disagree, but I can't argue against what Jimmy Butler has done recently. The guy has just been a monster. He's been old Jimmy Butler. Finally, we've been waiting all season for this and he's consistently doing it now. Um, I know it's altitude. I know it's a tough matchup if Gary Harris plays, because I feel like, you know, they're going to see, they're going to put Gary, they're going to put Wilson on him, but I just, I love what he's doing right now. Um, I love this game. I think you can stack it with a bunch of these kind of, seven to eight K guys with some value. Cause there's going to be some value on this slate. So mm-hmm. I, I just think, I think Depot is a wonderful play, but for 400 less for somebody that can do very similar things, like I'm on the board with Jimmy Butler. Right. That, I, I'm totally okay with that. But I yeah. think that the overall moral that we're coming up with here is that between Oladipo Butler and Lou Williams, you don't necessarily need to go up to James Harden to get, you know, elite production on a per dollar basis here. 
I agree with that for sure. All right, so let's move down a little bit further in the price range. Who do you got for me? Well, I mean, <laughs> are we going back uh, to gonna... Tyreek again? See, I don't think that necessarily this is a Tyreek spot. I I I worry about the Grizzlies in this game. This it the Grizzlies are a team that play Golden State very well, but they really don't have somebody that can lock down KD and even without Curry and if Draymond happens to sit, like I still think that this game could get out of hand quite easily. But um obviously Tyreek obviously offers a ton of upside, but right. I don't know, man. I I I just on DraftKings, I'm probably going to attack a lot of these point guards that have shooting guard eligibility. So like okay. that kind of throws off some stuff. But like on FanDuel, you've got guys like Barton, uh, Dion Waiters is interesting in this in this spot. But I mean, Buddy Hield is probably where I'm going to be going given De'Aaron Fox is out. Like right. Buddy Hield is probably just going to be a, a free space for everybody. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, I, I think McCollum is interesting to me at 6400. Okay, like, that's just super low for him. I mean, it's it's a brutal matchup against the Spurs, but it's kind of like just a price play purely. Like, I don't remember the last time I've seen C.J. McCollum at 6,400. That just feels like entirely too low. So I might have some exposure to him, um, you know, just as like a pure, just a pure price play, you know, because, for example, like Will Barton is 6,200. Yeah. Like everyone is going to play Will Barton if Gary Harris is out at 6,200 before they play McCollum at 6,400. And I think that there's some good reasoning behind that. Definitely. I mean, they're they're both fantastic plays. Right. But McCollum, I think, you know, just like as a sub 5% type of play, I think makes a lot of sense. Um, I like a lot of guys in this, you know, like five to six K range. Yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, Buddy Heald and Jordan Clarkson with no KCP is probably going to see, what do you think, 28 to 30 minutes easily. So that's definitely somebody that's in play for me too. Yeah, I mean, uh, what game was it that he sat out? KCP, I believe, missed another game and Josh Hart got the start instead of him. Oh, really? Yeah, it was interesting. And Clarkson ended up having not as big of a bump in usage as you would expect. And Hart played... uh, 33 minutes and, and had 32 DK points. So he could be someone that's that's intriguing. He's dead minimum. Yeah, that 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 sounds fantastic. We right. don't have a whole lot of those very often. Right. Is this and, the Cleveland game? Is this what you're talking about? Because uh, KCP was out the Cleveland game. It was two games ago. Yeah, it was, and Hart dropped a, a 10 and 11. Is he grabbing 10 rebounds again, though? I don't know. Probably not. But he's he got 32 fantasy points. <laughs> yeah, but like... Oh man, if you can give me 30 minutes at 3k, I'm all over it. Like yeah. that's so that's a 100% lock play for me. Yeah. I yes, like I, I don't know if I would go that far, but it's like a really fantastic Against James play. Harden at that too. Right. And <laughs> and another thing that's nice is he's probably pretty blowout safe. Yeah. You know, for sure. he's going to get the minutes regardless. Yeah. Um going back up a little bit if uh Donovan Mitchell sits, Rodney Hood at 5800 or 5600, I believe. Alec Burks Sure, both of them. I, yeah, but Hood is a candidate to have like a thirty percent usage without Mitchell. You know, like he's coming off of a forty-two point game against the Rockets. Now, granted, OKC significantly tougher matchup. But, yeah, they can throw multiple bodies on Hood. But I still am intrigued by a thirty percent potential usage at just fifty-six hundred. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely an intriguing play. The matchup is just shit, though. Like, it's, it's a rough you, you can't ask for a worse one, honestly. <laughs> 
<laughs> so if it's just one of those plays. It's kind of like a 50-50 thing for me. Like, I want to agree with you because, yes, and Rodney Hood's a guy. I mean, he's shown it before. He's shown it many times. He's shown it recently. He's got upside. But, man, OKC, that is, that's, that's garbage. And then one last value guy is David Nwaba. Okay. I'm still, still in on, on him time? against Orlando. Uh, you know, bad game in his last time out, but the track record for him has been really, really good, and he's still very affordable. So I'm in on Nawaba still at 4,300. That guy's helped me quite a bit this year, so I'm not going to argue with you. Hey, sports fans, football season's here, and it's time to get in on the action with my bookie. MyBookie is the industry-leading sports betting website that offers real Vegas odds on football, baseball, and all your favorite sporting events. You can take a side, the total, or even fantasy points props. MyBookie lets you bet online and win big. Did the game already kick off? Don't sweat it. MyBookie has in-game live betting on every major league and event even esports. There's no better time to join MyBookie than today. Go to MyBookie to open an account and start winning. Use promo code CHAMPION when you register for your account and get a 100% sign-up bonus up to $1,000 on your first deposit. Bet today. Visit MyBookie's website or call 844-866-2387. That's 844-866-2387. Check them out today and use promo code CHAMPION for a 100% bonus. Terms and conditions apply for entertainment purposes only. Void where prohibited. All right, let's hop over to small forward. Kevin Durant up at the top, all the way up to 11600 now. He's more expensive than Westbrook and Harden, and he's against Memphis, which, you know, historically has not been a great matchup for uh, basically anyone. <laughs> but can you even, like, I still think you have to consider him the top play on the slate. Personally, I I still think it's I still think it's hardened, but I, I just like I said, we, we, we've talked about this before. I don't need to go into it again. I just I, I don't love this game for fantasy. It worries me. And if I if I get rocked on a 12 game slate for not playing 11 uh, six Kevin Durant, I'm fine with that. Yeah, but, I mean, uh, yeah. for tournaments, I'm fine with not having him. I'm honestly fine with not having him, you know, because yeah. there it like you said, there's so many options you can build so many different types of lineups on this league, but he's had over 70 in, in three of his last five. Yeah. I mean, he's the been other a two being 65 and 51. Yeah. But I mean, let's look at Lakers, Mavericks, Mavericks, trailblazers. I will give Detroit. Detroit is a 73 burger that I never saw coming. Like Detroit's got a better defense than I, than I think people give them credit for. But then before that Charlotte, which they can throw some defenders at you too. So the, the dude's been doing it even in slow, terrible matchup so you might have a point he might be the top play but i'm probably still not going to play him right. against like, Mike Grizzlies. it's so much usage and like he's been giving you the the defensive numbers too like he's yeah. averaging more than two blocks a game this season he's pulling down close to double digit boards basically every night like he, here's my question to you i love him <laughs> draymond is active hypothetically yeah is he still the top play because the usage has been a lot of draymond's hasn't been playing either it's not just curry that's true. I mean, I, I, I faded him on the one night went because Draymond came back against Detroit and he still put up 73. Yeah. Okay. So I, I really don't have a problem with him regardless. Like the issue for me is just going to be whether enough value opens up that I feel comfortable, you know, plugging him for in sure. without sacrificing too much. But Absolutely. if I can get to him, I'm not going to double think it. Okay. I have no issue with that whatsoever. 
Um, any interest in any of these other guys? I mean, there's obviously a huge gap from him to the next guy, which is DeRozan. But I think after, you know, Durant, you can go down pretty far here before you find the next guy that you really want to play, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, on FanDuel, my list starts with Jimmy Butler, but obviously he's just a shooting guard on DraftKings. So that's right. two completely different plays there. But we can just jump down right into the middle, guys, because the my, the guy that jumps off the page to me that is just a clear-cut kind of just plug him in guy is Brandon Ingram. Um, they have been force-feeding him the ball. He's playing like 40 minutes a night. No KCP, so basically he's going to be the defense on the court. Um, 65 against Houston. I, I, I've said that like I, I feel like – a game's going to come where Houston has to has to play the fourth quarter and everybody's playing the minutes, and this could be the game for me. So high total. Brandon Ingram does a little bit of everything. I, I like his price point. I think it's it's a it's a it's a safe play with plenty of upside. Yeah, people really haven't caught caught on to Brandon Ingram yet because you know he's down used for, to last for, year for forty five and forty one and a half, and his price hasn't moved because he just yeah. has that low ownership number. Um. Yeah, that's a that's a great play. I honestly didn't even consider him, but he's smashed recently, and it's a fantastic spot as long as they can keep the game close. So, yeah, yeah I'm totally on board with that. Um, if Harris sits, do you prefer him or Will Barton? I mean, you if can, Harris you can sits, play both, obviously, too, but just, yeah. just if you had to pick one. If Harris sits, I mean, I'm still going to go with Brandon Ingram, but it's super, super close because Will Barton's a wonderful play here. I mean, yeah. even if Harris plays, I feel like Will Barton's still a wonderful play here. I could see, I mean, I, yeah, I love Will Barton in this spot too, but we've seen guys bust against Jimmy Butler defense. Absolutely. Yeah. So, and I, 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 I think Jimmy's on him. I don't know why they would put Jimmy on anybody else. Agreed. But I mean, even if, even if Wiggins is on him, that's still not a great matchup for him either. So. All right, let's move down a little bit further. Um, I'm going to stick with another Laker and go with Kyle Kuzma. I I don't love him, but I think that given now that Brooke Lopez is going to miss an extended period of time, that that sort of solidifies his minutes in the 30 range. And when this guy has been playing, you know, 30 plus minutes, he's been a super reliable fantasy asset this season. So Definitely. I, mean... I like Kuzma here. We saw him with 43 fantasy points in 27 minutes last time these two teams played. Um, no Lopez. I think it's going to be a Nance Kuzma starting front court. Um, I think picking the right Lakers front court guy is going to win everybody the money uh, for the next, you know, what's Brooke Lopez out for two weeks now? Uh, yeah, so, so like three. That's going to be that's going to be what wins everybody money is picking the right big. And I think Kuzma is probably going to be my first one, then Nance, then Randall. So, uh, yeah, Kuzma is easily a lock for me. I, I had him listed under power forward, so I didn't even look at the, the fact that he's a small forward on <laughs> DraftKings, which is just yeah. – that's so wonderful. That's so great. Like DraftKings is getting to the point where they will just let you play almost yeah. everyone at every position. For sure. You can move Ingram to shooting guard or, or if you're not playing a point guard there and then play Kuzma <laughs> small forward. This is going to be a really fun slate, actually. I'm super excited about this. Um. All right. You got anybody else for me at small forward? Um, no, I mean, given Orlando is, they're still shorthanded Hazonia. I mean, he's just been, he's been putting up numbers. So he's somebody that's got to be on your radar for sure. Yeah, I, I can buy that. Uh, I'm going to throw out one more name and this is more of like a cash game type play, but, uh, Trevor Ariza at 4,800 is just way underpriced right now. He's playing, um, like ridiculous minutes. He's gone for at least 41 minutes in three straight games. 
and he's just a machine at getting you, you know, 25 or so fantasy points. Yep. So if you're looking for a guy that can get you five and a half, val- you know, times value at his salary, like just play Trevor Ariza. <laughs> yeah, I have no issue with that as a cash game play, but he's got zero GPP upside. So I agree with that. I mean, this is obviously as good of a matchup as he's had recently. You know, they've had games against some pretty, uh, you know, slow, good defensive teams, the Jazz, the Bucks, the Spurs. This is, you know, an A-plus type of matchup compared to what he's seen. So Just a quick, you know, uh, 1v1 for you for sure. 48 and for 47 on DraftKings. Buddy Heald is small forward eligible. Him or Buddy Heald for 100 less? Uh, in a cash game, for me, it's Ariza easily okay. because okay. I know what Heald, uh, his ceiling is, but or his floor is, I'm sorry. But well. uh, for a cash game, I'm sorry, for a GPP, I would I would take the upside of healed. For sure. I mean, I just I figured it was interesting because Brooklyn was involved, but I feel like I still agree with you. All right, let's move on to power forward. Um, really no big name power forwards. The most expensive one uh, on DraftKings outside of Kevin Durant, you know, with his double eligibility is LaMarcus Aldridge, who could have some intrigue, I guess. You know, it is a shorthanded Spurs team, and it is a, uh, you know, quote-unquote revenge game against the Portland Trail Blazers. Do you have any interest in him or any of these other guys who are up at the top here for power forwards? Yeah, I definitely do. I like that LMA is now under 8K. I think that's a really, really good price point for him in a matchup that everybody, I mean, we could probably put up, you know, 10 and 10 against Portland. So, um yeah, I think it's a really, really good spot for him, but they, that that's kind of it. Like that, it's it's you play LMA or you're going super cheap. Like I feel like that's the way this is going to go with the the Lakers value, or you got guys like Taj Gibson. Um, but yeah, I I feel like I'm going to have quite a bit of Lamarcus Aldridge, and I'm probably not going to feel that bad about it at this price point. Like I've been playing him at 85, 86, and not even feeling bad about it. So 7.8 is that's attractive with no Kawhi on the court. I agree with that. Um, Nikola Mirotic. In or out? Oh, I hate that they're fully staffed, but I, I have to say in. Like he, he's he's been smashing, but man, this could easily be the spot where Nico goes Nico and gives you like eight fantasy points. Yeah, I think I'm out. Yeah, I mean, it'd be one thing if like he was consistently getting thirty plus minutes a night, but you basically need him to go out there and score twenty points in twenty eight minutes. For him to hit value at uh, sixty two hundred or sixty four, and he's done it like every single game. I know, and it's a good back. and it's, it's a crazy. good matchup too against Orlando. But regression's going to hit him hard as hell, and everybody that has him at thirty percent in GPPs is is going to be shit out of luck. So I, I do, I do feel like uh, at least I was right on him. Like I wish he had been healthy for the start of the season because I feel like I would have been taking so heavily advantage of it, but. Now it's like, you know, who knows? Like, they're not going to bench Markinen. You know, Bobby Portis has been excellent, too. Like, it's just Trade a log one. jam. It's it's a bad situation all around now that these guys are getting priced up. To trade one and get an actual wing, that would be very, very good for that team. <laughs> it would probably make some sense. <laughs> um, I know you mentioned you think Zach Randolph is a candidate to sit. Uh, I don't necessarily disagree with that, but I think given that he just rested on Sunday, I don't know if they necessarily want to rest him two times in three games. I mean, yeah, if he plays 62 against Brooklyn, all in. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm totally fine with that. He he's a, been unbelievable. 
unbelievable. He's priced down because he sat that game out and people yeah. forgot about him a bit. And he did play a back-to-back on December 1st and December 2nd against Chicago and Milwaukee, and he played 32 minutes, and then on the second night he played 33 and a half. Is that when Willie Cauley-Stein was hurt, though? That's a fair point. I feel like that was when Willie Cauley-Stein was hurt. I'm just saying we have at least seen them do it. You know, it's not like they won't, like, it's not like there's no situation where they won't play him. For sure. And best part about it, it's a 7.30 game. We should have news before lock for that one. Right. It would be um, way better Holy if it was Stein's a 7 played in those two games, too. Okay, so cool. Maybe, yeah. I mean, if he does play, it's a smash spot. Absolutely. Just pay attention spot. to the news there. Because I feel like if he doesn't play Willie Cauley-Stein in Costa Cufos, just put him in there. Yeah, for sure Willie Cauley-Stein, although he played 30 minutes tonight and did diddly squat. Um so he has some floor. Like I, I think my days of playing him in cash games might be might be close to done. Yeah, I just like what he can bring. It's a good matchup. Um, we've seen the upside before. I just feel like playing next to Zach Randolph is not good for him. It's definitely because, not ideal. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's it's so much usage going towards. Them. I mean, they're just feeding Zebo as much as he like. He's his legs are going to fall off at some point. Like the guy is what he's in his mid thirties now. So like he's not some you know spring chicken. So you know what? Good for Zach Randolph. Hey man, get those buckets. Get that money, man. <laughs> get buckets. Yeah. You know, it's the end of your career. Just go get buckets. Absolutely. He's having that resurgence of his career, and it's fantastic right now. So go get another one-year deal, maybe win a ring, call, call, it, a, call it a career. So you kind of weighed in on this earlier, but you're taking Larry Nance at 4,900 over Randall at 54? I think so, man. Um, I, I don't have a, a necessary – like I don't necessarily have a stance on why other than I feel like – Nance play has more the minutes, trust. Probably. Yeah. yeah, Nance has the trust to play more minutes, and I just feel like that's safer. But Randall's obviously, in my opinion, outside of Kuzma and maybe Ingram, Randall has the most upside on this team. Maybe Ball. I don't know. This team is really interesting, man. But yeah, Randall played 31 in his last game when Brolo went out. I yep. think Brolo played what 13 minutes in that game. Something I'm like just that. I'm, so it, that's that's good to see. Um, this is a really interesting matchup where they can play small. Randall can absolutely play the five in this matchup. Nance can play the five. Kuzma can play the five. It doesn't matter in this matchup. So, like I said, it's going to be who who picks the right Laker big, but I feel like Randall is still third on my list for me. All right. I would have Randall second, but okay. uh, I'm going to play all three. So yeah. I think that that's definitely uh, a situation to, to try and, and target here. Um, I think there are some other value bigs we can look at here. I know Epke Udo, if Derek Favors is out, will probably draw the start against an OKC team that could be down Steven Adams. Would would that interest you? Yeah, he was interesting to me against Houston and put up a big old dud, but he played almost 30 minutes. That's what you're looking at here. Um, don't look at the results. Look at what could be. And we've seen him offer upside, I think, at the price point. If you're looking for a dumpster dive you know, scrub, it's it's a it's a solid way to go, but uh, man, I just really like the mid range so much that I don't know if I'm gonna need to go down to a player like that on a 12 game slate. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, and similarly, I got burned by Pascal Siakam in the last game that Serge Ibaka sat out. So uh, if Ibaka sits, I don't think I'm necessarily even interested in him either. So I agree with that. All right, let's move over to center. I think center at the top of the slate features the most interesting discussion. 
because you yep. could legitimately make arguments that Vucevic, Drummond, or Towns, uh, they all could be considered the top play on the slate, I think. Or at I, the position, I, not on the slate. I think you can throw position. Jokic into that mix, too, because eventually he's going to get healthy. And he's going to, you know, it's a great matchup with Carl Anthony Towns. So, I mean, yeah, obviously the first three are much more preferable here. I think if I had to pick one out of the group, I'm probably going with the the middle price point in Andre Drummond. But, uh, you know, on, on the road, he hasn't been super stellar. I um, mean, it's not like a huge discrepancy, but like it's enough to take note at a, at a 9K price tag. Cat, um, I, I feel like with Jimmy Butler crushing right now, Cat's ceiling isn't as high as I'd like it to be, though he has a wonderful floor with the style of game that he plays. So I don't know. I, I've been riding the Vooch train for probably like three weeks now, but like 9-5, Nine four, sorry. That's 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 super super steep for him. It is. It's it's a lot. Yeah. I it's so I like I don't know I legitimately don't know. No Aaron Gordon though. Like that that's it's it's I don't know. I don't know. It's a it's a tough it's a tough call at the center spot. Right. For sure. Like we've seen like Vucevic without Gordon and Fournier is like basically a lock for fifty with upside for sixty plus. Yeah. But I think and Drummond, Chicago. I think Drummond is in a total smash spot against the Mavs. The like Mavericks the, have been crushed by bigs all year long. They just can't rebound, and Drummond is obviously one of the top rebounders in the league. Like yeah. I think Drummond could easily go for a twenty twenty game here. This 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 screams Andre Drummond twenty twenty for sure. But yeah, I don't know, man. I don't want to make a call. I'm just hedging the hell out of this center spot right now. <laughs> I might I'm just, play I'm them just both. with them all. I mean, yeah. like I might play I might try to make some lineups with both of them together cuz I think you that can they can absolutely both... play two 9k guys, yeah. guys like and fit them in easily. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Now, the only thing that complicates that is I think there are some also really intriguing center plays just a little bit cheaper. Uh namely DeAndre Jordan. Yeah. Like DeAndre, DeAndre Jordan has just been rebounding the hell out of the ball recently and who knows what Phoenix is doing right now at the center position? Like they might have you starting tomorrow. I'm not really a hundred percent sure. But you like, know what? Tyson... it's funny that you say that. On my list of centers, at the very bottom of it, in big bold letters, it says "What to do with Phoenix Bigs?" Question yeah. mark. That's what's has on my list. Yeah, it's a huge question for multiple reasons. Because obviously, we like attacking the Clippers with big men, right? Like they've been yeah. one of the worst teams in the league against centers, but it also makes a difference for DeAndre because if he's going to spend the majority of his time against, you know, Greg Monroe and Alex Len, then he's going to feast. But if he has a matchup with Tyson Chandler, things are going to be a little bit tougher for him. Absolutely. And I feel like the trend, I know I am not trying to get in this man's head. I will never do that. (laughs) But like, I feel like the trend as Tyson Chandler starts on back to backs, he doesn't play. And they've been going with the other two. So I feel like Tyson Chandler starts in this this matchup, which is going to throw me into the 1v1 that I wanted to ask you because I love DeAndre as well. But Clint Capella is incredibly interesting against L.A. So basically the same price point if Chandler starts, Capella or Jordan. It's pretty damn close, right? Pretty close. I'm going to take I th- DeAndre. I think DeAndre's safer. Yes, that's the thing. Even in the matchup. Like, Capella is going to have to do his damage in 28 minutes. Yeah. Well, what's Nene? Is Nene playing? Ooh. Because that changes things. Yes, that would be... If Nene is out, then I change my answer. Okay. 
If Nene is out, I just saw Nene news and I can't, I cannot find him right now. <laughs> uh, I'm not. I, I, he was ruled out for rest on Monday, so okay. I don't think it's an injury. I would expect him to be back in the lineup. Okay. So yeah, I guess DeAndre. But again, like all of these centers, and like you can never go wrong, in my opinion, playing two centers on DraftKings. Ever. I mean, I think I feel like if you're not playing either a center or a point guard in your util spot, you need to kind of rebuild. You need to rethink what you got going right now. That's just the way I look at it. Obviously, there's those crazy slates in which you're playing like a small forward there or like Kyle Kuzma or something, you know, that's mm-hmm. listed as a small forward. But yeah, no, it's either point guard or center for me in the util spot. Um, now, do you who as far as like lower price guys intrigue you? Because. I don't really see anybody from like 7,500 all the way down until we get to like Greg Monroe that I have a ton of interest in. I mean, I'm going to throw one guy out to you. Um, it's not pretty, but uh, John Collins is very interesting to me. Um, he's a guy that can offer upside in limited minutes in which he's going to play limited minutes. If you get 28 out of them, you should be doing cartwheels. But uh, 5.3, I mean, he's interesting for sure. It's a good matchup against Indiana that he could see some extended run in. Yeah, great matchup. Um, yeah, I mean, that, other than that, like, and I, I brought this up earlier, but I mean, if if Zebo does end up ruled out, which I think we're kind of on the train that he's not going to, but Willie Cauley Stein, I know you said he's got a floor, but I really, really love that play. I, I like him against Brooklyn. He's a guy that I think if he's going to see added usage, can can easily turn in a, you know, fourteen and ten type double double and at five point four, like that that that's good production. Yeah, I'm I'm one hundred percent fine with him if Zebo sits. One hundred percent fine. Um, Monroe played 30 minutes in his last game and that was with Tyson Chandler being active. No, I'm sorry. That was a while ago. Has Greg yeah, Monroe Alex not Lynn played crushed. in like a week? Yeah. Alex Lynn has been crushing. Alex Lynn has posted going on in Phoenix? 33 rebounds in his past two games. He's double doubled in both of them. It's kind of been ridiculous actually, which means he's going to be a, a, a DNP for sure. Heading into this slate on the last, on the last game of the night too. <laughs> I just can't. I don't. I don't trust a single Phoenix center. I can't do it. I, I. I'm. I'm terrified to play any of them, even though I want to. And Alex Len is my favorite of the group, so yeah, it's, a, think, it's a. It's think, a terrible situation. I think Len's got to be the guy. I mean, Monroe hasn't played since the 13th of December, so you. You can. It seems like he's out of the rotation at the moment, which means he'll have a 40 burger tomorrow. But for sure. Uh, and um, he's going to get it all from Isaiah Cannon or some or Mike James or something like I just Phoenix scares the hell out of me right now so I've just been avoiding it. I think you want to have some exposure to one of these guys. Okay. I mean, you have to be prepared to to take an L in a GPP, but upside-wise, these guys all offer, you know, close to 10x uh value on their salaries at the moment. Yeah, I agree with that. So, I'm going to definitely I'm going to play around during the day. I'll end up taking a stand on one, depending on what the news says. But uh, I think that that's a situation that you definitely want to monitor. Quick question, just yes or no answer. Kelly Olenek against Boston? No. Okay. Uh, I, I I looked into him, but I just don't want to play anybody against Boston. Uh, I if if James Johnson is out again, like it, he's intriguing, but at fifty four hundred, I just don't see a ton of upside. Yeah. He's had those games, but I mean, right now, I mean, he's played Boston twice, averaging 21 minutes, 26 fantasy points at 5.4. There's nothing wrong with that, but it's not overly appealing. Right. It's not going to, it's not going to get you excited. Yeah, for sure. 
All right. So now that we've gone through the slate, like, do you have any just larger sort of takeaways that you that you want to touch on? Um, if anybody has listened to podcasts that I've been on previously to this season, they know that uh, I'm a kind of a fan of the mid range, and this is like this is a perfect vent slate. Like it's it's all guys. You're not going below like five point five with anybody, and this is this is the type of slates that I really actually get up for. I like this. I was gonna say something similar. Like I still think there might be a couple of value plays to plug in a couple for guys. Sure. You know, like four or five range. Yeah. Um, but I still think it's a slate where you might want to avoid all the 11 K guys. Makes sense. It really does. Like, I think you can build a really strong lineup with a couple of guys in that seven to nine K type range. Open up the util on DraftKings and just bring it all the way to the top. Who's the first guy that kind of like strikes your interest as I'm actually probably going to play him because it's either going to be Vooch or Depot for me. Like yeah. I'm skipping all the other guys. Vooch, Vooch, uh, Oladipo and Drummond. I those are like my first three. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. For sure. Yeah. All right. Well, that's going to do it for this edition of On the Daily. For Vince, who you can find on Twitter at WakeWorkWake, I'm Matt LaMarca, at Matt LaMarca. Thanks for tuning in. Thank you for listening to On the Daily, the Road of His Daily fantasy sports podcast powered by Road of His Radio. And special thanks to Randy E. Aguabo for the introduction. Please review the podcast on iTunes under the established Road of His Radio feed. Contact us via email on the daily DFS at gmail.com and follow us on Twitter at on the daily DFS. Love a good deal? Sail into the season at Banana Republic Factory's Mega Labor Day Sale. Entire store 50 to 70% off. Dresses from $19.99. Polos from $16.99. Find your nearest store or shop online only at Banana Republic Factory. Love a good deal? Sail into the season at Banana Republic Factory's Mega Labor Day Sale. Entire store 50 to 70% off. Dresses from $19.99. Polos from $16.99. Find your nearest store or shop online only at Banana Republic Factory. Factory.